powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. Want to stay with me because we're going to move uh, expeditiously. We're going to flow in this tonight, so it's going to be good. Lift your Bibles high. And let's make our confession of faith together. I am unconditionally loved by God and that harvest. I come to God as I am, but I won't stay as I am because the life-giving message I'll receive will make me more like the great I am. I'm on 10, and I win in Jesus' name. Remain standing. I want you to go with me. Uh, go with me to uh, where I want you to go. Go to Judges. Go to Judges. Y'all still here? Judges 16, and uh, we're going to start at verse 1. And um, we're going to come back to him. We're going we're gonna to go do a little review, and then we're going to come back to him. Say, I'm in a reset. Come on, talk to me. What's in our life? Say, I'm in a reset. Judges, uh-huh, that's what you're in. So don't get stressed out. Don't get messed up. Don't let the pressure get on you, all that. Just, just you're in a reset. You're in transition. When you're in a reset, watch this, you're letting go of what was and you haven't quite gripped what is, but you're just in that in-between. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm in a reset. Judges 16.1. Now, just so you understand this, Judges was a period of time where there was no clear leadership. And because there was no clear leadership, the Bible says that the people did what was right in their own eyes. So God would raise up a judge who was a deliverer. So when you see the book of Judges, it's not looking up. And when they say judge, it's different than how we would think of it in terms of a courtroom. It's a judge who was a deliverer. Say deliverer. Now, Samson was one of these deliverers, but Samson had a problem. Samson didn't know how to pick good relationships. Judges 16.1. Now, Samson went to Gaza, and he saw a harlot there. What Wednesday is this? Fourth Wednesday? Oh, okay. All right, but the gloves might come off a little bit. He, he, now, watch this. He went to Gaza, and what did he see? A harlot. Now, that's just nice Bible talk. You know what he's saying. And then watch, he knew what she was, but he still went into her. How many times do you have friendships, relationships, this and that, where you already know what you're dealing with and you still sit up and act like you don't? He knew what she was and you can't turn one of them into no housewife. When the Gazites were told Samson has come here, they surrounded the place and lay in wait for him all night at the gate of the city. Uh, they were quiet all night saying in the morning when it's daylight, we're going to kill him. 
Now, now watch this. Because he doesn't pick good relationships, he's out of position. He's out of place, and he's set himself up to be murdered. Because watch this. You think it's just limited to that bad friendship or that bad relationship or that bad uh, dating scenario, but you didn't realize it's affecting other areas of your life. Verse 3, and Samson laid low until midnight. <laughs> then he arose at midnight, took hold of the doors of the gate of the city at two gateposts, pulled them up, bar and all, pulled them up on his shoulders and carried them out to the top of the, uh, the hill that faces uh, Hebron. Now, in other, <laughs> look, look at verse 4. Now, touch your neighbor and say, escape that time. Uh-huh, and then, and, then, and then here's the bomb. I'm going to drop a bomb on you. Afterward, it happened. Look at how fast he moves. He ain't had no time to heal, no time to pray, no time to get his stuff together, no time to refocus, no time to, afterward, it happened. Now, he just left her house. Afterward, it happened that he, watch this, he loved a woman. Watch this, when he was in a valley. Touch your neighbor and say, make this easy for Bishop. If y'all don't make this easy, this, 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 this will set you free from some stuff. Now, he loved a woman in the valley of Sorak, and her name was Delilah. Now, 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 now watch this, watch this. Uh, Sorak means the valley of choice, which meant the Bible is conveying to us that Samson, while he was very good at being strong physically, he was very weak at picking good people to have around him. And it doesn't matter how strong you are as an ox if you keep picking asses to be around you. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you understand it. Now, here's what Delilah means. Say, what does that mean, Bishop? Her name in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament, means one who weakens and makes poor. Touch your neighbor and say, he picked his poison. And his poison killed him. Father, speak to us tonight in this reset that we would pick good, right relationships to reset in our lives. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. As you take your seats, high five, two, three people say, this is going to be good for us. This is going to be good for us. This is going to be good for us. Uh, in this life-giving message series, we're resetting and creating new beginnings. And so far in this series, we've hit reset in ourselves. Then we reset how we see success through the lenses of its side effects. And then through learning the ABCs of what we needed to cut out of our lives. And someday, somebody say Sunday, we started learning how to reset the right relationships. And tonight, we're going deeper. I want to remind you, a relationship is a decision. Say it's a decision. You've got to stop letting relationships manifest in your life by default. Relationships are doors into your future, which means you literally get to decide your future by deciding the people you allow into your life, which means just because they're there doesn't mean they need to stay there. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, now, now watch this. It's a perpetual connection, association, or involvement. And we learned this, that we only reset the right relationships because some need to be left, which quickly brought us to the first point of the message, does that relationship need to be reset? And I ask you this question, why does this relationship exist? Have you ever sat back and asked yourself the question, why does this relationship exist? Now remember, we're not just dealing with this from a romantic context or a marital context or a dating context, but we're dealing with it from a very global context, meaning all relationships, say all relationships. 
you have to ask, why does this relationship exist? Don't waste time in relationships without clarity. The question is, what are they supplying me and what am I supplying them? Because if there is not mutual supply, one of us is a parasite. I'm going to say it again. If there is not mutual supply, one of us is a parasite. It can't just be take, 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 take. You know why? Because eventually you'll have nothing else to give. And that's why some of you are, can't even give God praise because you didn't gave everybody else everything that you should have gave to God. You can't even give God faithfulness because you didn't gave it to an ass that you didn't deserve it in the first. Now, so I'm good when I say ass, I'm not cousin. I'm Deuteronomy 22.10. You know we're getting that. I told you I'm going to throw that message. I'm gonna be, I'll be preaching about communion, and I'm going to find a way to get Deuteronomy 22.10 in there. Now, Ephesians 4.16 describes relationships as joints that are supplying something. And in your body, we learn this, when a joint is toxic, it develops arthritis. Watch it. When a joint is toxic, it develops arthritis. Watch it. When a joint is toxic, it develops arthritis. Watch this. They don't go bad on their own. They got toxic because of infection. Watch this, which means it's not enough. I've said this a million times. I'm going to say it a million one. It's not enough to just know the people you're in relationship with. You need to know who they're in relationship with because something is being transferred and transmitted to you from people you're not even around. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Folks that you don't even talk to are affecting you because you got friends that go around other crazy folks who then come around you, sit up in your house, sit at your table, eat your food, and now they're affecting you. Watch this, watch this. When a joint is toxic, it develops arthritis in the human body, which is when the body attacks itself. And in your life, the natural is painting us a spiritual principle. You'll self-destruct if you have bad joints. And this is why people stop coming to church faithfully. Stop praying, stop giving, stop caring about what the Bible says, stop serving. Go back or pick up bad habits. Why? Because they've got bad joints in their life. But you want to look at your neighbor and say, not me anymore. Try that other neighbor that's going to speak life into you. Say, not me anymore. No, because when I hit reset, I'm looking forward to getting some arthritis up out of my life. I'm looking forward to getting rid of some bad joints out of my life. That might be your cousin, might be your uncle, might be your ain't too, might be your mammy. But at the end of the day, if the joint ain't good, the joint ain't good. You're wasting time, we learned on Sunday, if you're trying to reset with the three personality types described as the following animals in the Bibles. What were they, church? Asses, dogs, and pigs. Now, uh, th that could be dating, marriage, friends, family, relatives, and we talked about that. Deuteronomy 22.10, King James Version says, Thou shalt not plow with an ox and an ass together. An ass, we learn, is a metaphor for a stupid person, place, thing, or idea. And I said this to you, but I want to go over it again because I want you to see it in Samson's life. So we're doing the review, but I want you to see what happens to somebody who thinks they know better than God. Because let's be honest. We all have sat up and, 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 and watch this. You have prayed and then got the answer, and then be like, well. You ever said, Lord, reveal if this person is for me or not, and then the next day you found out they stole $400 from you, and then you're like, well, y'all not going to say nothing to me? Lord, tell me whether or not they're being faithful, and you find all kind of traces of unfaithfulness. Well. Well, I said, I just want you to see because I want to review this so you can see what happens. Now, now watch this, watch this. Uh, asses, they're consistently inconsistent and they cause disruptions and delay because an ass can only do well short term. Watch this. Here's how an ass can fool you is that while they're doing well for that short term, you'll think it's permanent. You'll think it's long term. See, they'll have a good week and you'll be like, see, prayer works. Prayer changes things. <laughs> won't it do it? Won't it do it? 
And then watch this. And then next week coming, you're like, what the heaven, hell, and earth is this? And you'll start talking King James on them. What's going on in my life this weekend? No, no witnesses. No witnesses here. You ever had somebody, watch this, a, a, a learned ass will not just do good for a week. They know it's going to take longer than that, so they'll do good for a month. And then all of a sudden, it's like, we're going through this over again? I'm preaching to some people that say, I'm not going through the same stuff with the same people over and over and over again. I'm ready to make some progress in my life. I'm ready to move in the things God has ordained. And I wasn't sent just to take sides. I was sent to take over. I was born to rule, reign, conquer, and subdue. Touch your neighbor and say, that's who you are. You can't do it if you got asses yoked to you. Now, now watch this, watch this. An ass is present but not purposeful. They're present but not purposeful. Watch this. The Bible forbids us to plow with an ass. That means to be together with, plan with, build with, conspire to be silent about matters that should be discussed with a superior with. An ass also, just let me throw this in here. You know you're dealing with an ass because they don't respect leadership. They're the person at the job who's like, well, I don't really like this and that. You better say, oh, you better back, back your... Now, don't be gratuitous. I'm just touching everybody say, this is Bible. Now, if you don't feel comfortable, I'm a Bible preacher, so if you don't feel comfortable with the Bible, the Bible calls them an ass. If you don't feel comfortable with that, you can say donkey, but I'm going to say ass. That's why we have king's kids, okay? Now, now watch this. Now, 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 watch this. If they quit that which they were committed to, you'll know an ass because they're a quitter. They have, six, watch this, their whole life is quitting. They quit this, they quit that, they quit this, they quit that. They quit this. They quit that. They're, they have nothing they finished. If you Watch this. If you have friends that don't finish, let me tell you what they're pulling you into. Not finishing. Which means you're going to have to learn how to be an eagle. You know what an eagle? I, I feel it here. Eagles know how to fly by themselves. I'll take myself to eat. I'll take myself to the moon. I'll take myself. I'll do me because you will not bring me down to... Your neighbor say, turn down for what? What's this? What's this? The Bible says we shouldn't be alone with. This is what that word plow means in Hebrew. Or ignore leadership's direction with. Now that's the ass. Now here are the pigs of the dogs. Matthew 7, 6. Jesus speaking. Do not give what is holy, distinct, valuable. That means your time to the dogs. That means a man of impure mind, an impudent man, one that returns to their vomit. Watch this. Watch this. If you have people in your life that are making the same mistakes that they've always made you just found out you're dealing with a well no dog we're on the dogs now y'all just wanted to say ass uh-huh. y'all just, y'all just not say it bishop no we moved on we changed animals we're on the dogs now <laughs> do not give what is <laughs> Matthew 7 and 6 give them the scriptures okay there we go see alright whoop there it is <laughs> Who let the dogs out? There you go. Okay, what's it? Do not give what is holy to the dogs. Now, impudent. Now, uh, uh, dogs there means a man of impure mind. Impudent. You know what impudent man? Uh, impudent means? It means disrespectful. Watch this. If they're late and don't call, that's a dog. If they tell you they're going to do something and don't do it and don't even call to say nothing about it, that's a dog. And watch this, you can, 
got folk like that right now that say, I'm going to call you back in 10 minutes. Call you back two days later. Ooh, child, I got busy. You know why? Because you're a dog. You don't care about being a good friend. You don't care about getting a good... It's quiet. That's all right. Uh, I says, touch the name and say, don't be disrespectful. That's what impudent means. It, it means disrespectful. And, and watch this. More specifically, that word means do respect. This is the kind of person, watch this, that there's something, there, there's certain people, there's certain offices that are, let me use our president, for example. Whether you like them or not, whether you're Democrat, Republican, listen, all of them liars. Just tell the truth. Let's just tell the truth about it. Ain't none of them going to do what they say they're going to do. One moment they're going to build it, next moment they ain't going to build it. Now, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. He's due respect because of the office he holds. So you don't know him, so he ain't Barack to you. He's Mr. President. Well, I just don't like his. I, I ain't got nothing to do with it. He, Roman says he's due honor and due respect. When a judge walks in a courtroom, you rise on your feet. Why? He may be getting ready to put you away for the rest of your life, but he's due honor. He's due respect. In the South, when you, we were coming up in the South, grown folk were due respect. So you didn't just walk up and start talking to grown people. You said, sir and ma'am. And when grown folk were talking, you didn't talk. You sat there and... But now I know it's a whole new era of parenting where y'all are buddies now. And you wonder why they don't respect you. They don't respect people they think are their equals. You are their leader, not their friend. Which means it is your job to say, I don't care if you don't like me. I don't care if you don't want to come over the house for the holidays. But you're going to show some honor and show some respect. You're going to put some respect on my name. Oh, I just want to be my kid's friends. Okay, and that's why they don't respect you, and that's why you got all kind of debt, thousands and tens of thousands of dollars of debt in your name because you didn't realize God didn't let you be their parent for you to be their equal. He let you be their parent so you could lead them. Train them up in the way that they should go. And But I didn't even preach about that. To the dogs, an imputed man, returns to vomit. It means a spiritual predator. We're talking about the dogs. Say the dogs. A spiritual predator who feeds off of others. Watch this. You know you're dealing with a dog because you'll say, come to church. They'll say, no, tell me what he preached. Okay, they're a spiritual predator who is now leeching off of your spirituality. They're a predator. Say predator. Y'all remember that movie Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger and, 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 and whoever else? And so you remember Predator. The Predator, when the Predator was stalking you, the Predator would go, watch this, it'd go invisible. So it could blend in. Because you didn't know it was stalking you. You still here? Watch this, watch this. No, watch this. Okay, some of y'all are like, Bishop, what's the connection? There are some people in your life that the reason they keep taking advantage of you is because, watch this, they've been studying you to know what words to say to get you not to take the action you need to take. Uh, okay. All right. Watch this. Okay. Uh, watch this. So you didn't lent that friend $10,000. And then here's the card they play. Well, I thought you was a Christian. 
And, and then they're like, oh, are you right? No, 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 I am a Christian. And proof that I am one, I ain't writing you now another check. Because being a Christian doesn't mean a doormat. It doesn't mean ATM. No, that ain't what it stands for. I'm working out my own salvation. You work out your own too. Because I won't give you something. You get to question my Christianity. See, you see, you see, the, you see the principle? A predator. All right, now, now, now watch this. The Bible says don't give what's holy to them, specifically time. Say don't give my time to dogs. Then Jesus said, now this is, now here's, here's, the, here's the gravity of the message. Jesus Christ, the God of unconditional love. Now, let's be clear. Unconditional love doesn't mean unconditional acceptance of our actions. See, he can love us but be like, I'm going to need you to just, but, we, but, but here's the beauty of it. But I'm going to still be with you while you're working on it. No, you missed it. Jesus doesn't throw you away because you got some issues. He doesn't cast you away because you got some issues. He's like, I'm going to walk with you right through whatever you're working on. But even Jesus calls some people pigs and dogs. Consider the message. This is the same Jesus that got up and said, blessed are the this and the this and the that and the other. And then he said, and there's some pigs and dogs out there. You're still here. Now watch this, nor cast your pearls before swine, it's the pigs, lest they trample. Trample there in the Greek language of our New Testament, it means reject you with disdain by disrespecting you and push you away. They'll hate you for being too good for them, and you were the only one that didn't know that you were too good. Because you were like, watch this, everybody needs love. Right, watch this, let me tell you something, when you're a shark, sharks need sharks. When you're a shark and you come down here messing with catfish, when you're a lion and you come down here messing with kitty cats, when you're a king or a queen and you come down here messing with court jesters, it's quiet, church. <laughs> What's this? What's this? You know, you know why everybody can't play in the pros? Because everybody ain't a pro. Touch your neighbor and say, but you. <laughs> say, you're at the top of your game. Say, you're a pro. Say, you're on 10. The best of the best. All right, which means stop messing with the rest. In every context. In every context. Now, Bishop, where's the compassion? You see, that, see, you're missing the message. Jesus said, I'm not saying that the pig or the dog is going to hell. He didn't say that. Now, he didn't say they weren't, but he didn't say they were. He also didn't say, I'm not saying that somebody shouldn't love them. I'm just saying it ought not be you. And I'm not even saying you can't love them. I'm just saying don't give them none of your time. Sometimes you got to love from a distance. Watch this. It means they'll trample you. They'll reject you with disdain by disrespecting you. Here's what they'll do. Is you'll be kind of like, I don't know. Okay, and then, then, then watch this. Then you'll get pulled in. And then once you get pulled in, because they're a pig and they know they are, but they know you don't know they are, they're, they'll push you away and reject you preemptively before you can figure out what they are. So then, so then you, they'll, they'll give you trigger words like, you know, I just think this is going to mess up. I just think this. I just think that they'll give you little trigger statements. And then you're like, where is that coming from? Ain't nobody even talking about that because the pig is oinking. Now, 
Now, they'll hate you for being too good for them. And Jesus says, don't cast your pearls. They'll cast your pearls under their feet. Now, notice, Jesus is saying, they're going to take what's valuable to you, and they're going to trample over it. They're going to they're gonna put it under their feet, which means, watch this. This is why it takes people years to bounce back from bad relationships, bad friendships, people they were close with. This is why it takes people five years, ten years. You got folks talking about stuff from a decade ago. Why? Because what was valuable to you was trampled over, so now you've got to reestablish its value. So now watch this. Your self-esteem was good till you met them. Now you met them and you're like, oh, God, I don't even know if I look good. I don't know if I sound good. I don't know. I don't know nothing. So now you've got to go fix your pearls, your things of value, because you gave it to somebody that couldn't perceive value. Pigs can't perceive value. That's what Jesus was saying. He says they can't perceive it. So you'll be like, well, I was not good enough to love. No, it's not that you weren't good enough to love. They're a pig. Who am I preaching to? You'll be like, why wasn't I worth fighting for? It's not that you weren't worth fighting for. It's just that they were a pig. And because they were a pig, they couldn't perceive your value. But I came as your pastor to announce to you tonight that you are valuable. You are loved. You are the head and not the tail. Touch your neighbor and say, I do have value. And anybody that dropped you, thank God they dropped you. Because they were revealing they were a pig. And you... Ah. What's this? What's this? What's this? Uh, you still here? You still here? Now, watch this. It says, they'll trample them under their feet and turn, and then they'll tear you into pieces. And on Sunday, I talked about how uh, the psalmist said, he said, restore my soul. Say, restore my soul. Now, restore, put back together, restore, re-again, store, put back together my soul. Your soul is your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. Now, check this out. If your soul can be restored, that means your soul can be fractured. Got it? Now, this explains why we have these emotional roller coasters. Why? Because we're fractured. Okay? Part of your soul is, watch this, is still under the feet of a pig. Watch this. The pig is gone. They tearing up somebody else's life. In fact, I'll prove something to you. Watch this. Has anybody noticed this year how people have been bringing you reports about people you ain't even studying about no more? And then you're like, oh, my God, whoa, what happened to them? What happened to them? God said, I just wanted you to know what they would have done to you had I not dismissed them out of your life. <laughs> God says, they was about to tear you up, but I did, I did a preemptive reset. I kicked them out before they could mess you up. I just brought you the report so you could see what. You still here. Now, watch this. So if the soul can be fractured, it's in all these different circumstances, all these different situations that we've been in through life. And so watch this. Jesus says, here's how your soul gets fractured. It's because you gave things of value, your time, your energy, your thoughts, your emotion. You share thoughts with people who can't handle thinking. You're sharing vision with people who can't see. They sitting up talking about what you, they finna eat, and you sitting up talking about, listen, I can't. I, I, you ever been frustrated with the quality of conversations you can have with certain people? To where you get to the point to where you just rather talk to yourself? Who am I preaching? Thank you for somebody. You, say, but you know what? It's easy for me to just, I'll just ride down the street and talk to me. Because talking to you, you ain't talking about nothing. You sitting up here talking about your hurt and your pain and your this and your that. Now I'm saying, let's move. Let, uh, 
Now, watch this. You'll think you're saving time by resetting with them because of your history with them. But history with people doesn't mean there's any value from people. Now, these are the asses, the pigs, and the dogs. Now, the Bible doesn't say to change the nature of the ass, the pig, or the dog. It implies you should recognize when you're dealing with an ass, pig, or dog, and then deal with it accordingly. Here's what we sometimes think as Christians. And if you're not a Christian, you're going to get an opportunity. But come on, just a minute. Here's what we sometimes think. We sometimes think enough time is going to change them. Enough prayer is going to change them. Notice how in Judges, and we're going to go back to Judges in a minute. Notice how in Judges, the Bible didn't, didn't call the harlot. And, and since this is the fourth uh, Wednesday, we're going to drop some letters and just simplify it in a moment. But, but notice, notice how the Bible didn't clean it up. Why? Because she was what she was. She, God, Jesus. Are you here? Now, why is that significant? Because the Bible just was clear that that's what she wanted to be. So that's what she was. That's what, touch, touch your neighbor. Say, some people just want to be APDs. That's just what they want to be. The man that was sitting by the pool of healing for 38 years, watch this, in the same space. And when Jesus said, do you want to be healed? That's a yes or no question. What did he say to Jesus? He said, well, ain't nobody here to put me in the pool. Here's my problem. Well, haven't, why haven't you been? No, you missed it. Why haven't you been crawling? If you can't walk, crawl. You know why you didn't get in the pool? You didn't want to be healed. You know why? Because if you got healed, you were going to have to get some new friends. If you got healed, you were going to have to change your life. If you got healed, you weren't going to have the same excuses. Some people don't want to be better, but you. Yeah. And I dare you to shake your neighbor's arm like you're going to shake it off and say, I'm not one of them. The reason he sat there for 38 years is because he didn't actually want to be better. It's some folk you look at like, why won't you do better? They don't want to. Now, watch this. The question was, Bishop, we, we got to this point. And we're going to get to Samson, and, and then, then I think I'm probably going to be out of time. So the, the question was, is, does this relationship, should this relationship, why does it exist, and does it need to be reset? Say, does it need to be reset? Now, and I gave you this statement. You only fight for who fights for you. Does this make sense? If they walk away or threaten to, you may want to let it stay that way. Let me tell you something. There's one thing I just don't like. Uh, let me just, I'm going to talk real. Fourth Wednesday, here you go. I don't like quitters. Watch this. And I don't like people, let me tell you something. When, when, when Bishop Foreman cares about you, you can take that check to the bank. Here's proof. Proof is that when I care, I'm going to say something when you... I'm going to get in your face and I'm going to say, oh, no, uh-uh, no, we got to get this together. No, that's proof of love. Watch this. For me, silence is my rejection. If I ain't got nothing to say and you already know you up out of order, all kind of... That's just me. Proof I care is... What are you doing? Let me tell you the people who care about you. The people who care about you or when you're wrong, they're going to be like, look, you're wrong. And, this, and, 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 and you may not want to talk to me for two weeks. I don't care. I love you, and I need to tell you that's not what you're saying ain't right, the way you're looking at that right. No. Touch your neighbor and say, that's love. See, if you got somebody that'll fight for you like that, those are the people you keep in your life. The people who... Uh, 
All right, all right. So, so I don't, I don't like, I don't like quitters. I don't like quitters. Okay. And people, well, you know, I, yeah, bye. Well, well why, why so and so? I don't even care why so and so. If you can quit me, deuces. No, this is Denver. Deuces is an urban colloquialism, which means goodbye. You need to cut it. See, they're scissors. Now, now here's the point. T- touch your neighbor and say, I'll fight for you. No, no, t- t- tell them like you mean to say, I'll fight for you. See, 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 I'm not the kind of pastor that, you see, let me tell you something. <laughs> see, I care about our people. Now, I'm not saying other pastors don't, I'm just saying I do. So when I preach and the, and the things we talk about and all that, I seek God and I seek God because I want people to have results in their life. So I'm not just sitting up just to make people shout. I'm not sitting up just to make people say, ooh, hit. no. I want you to have some results because I care. That's just me. And if somebody messes with a harvester, they have now tantamount de facto mess with me. So you start something with one of mine. You didn't just start it something with me. So come see me. Now, here's the deal. Here's the deal. But you have folk in your life, watch this, that they're, you know, I, I just, you know, no, this is, this is relative and situational. Now, if you're acting crazy and being abusive and, and lying and all kinds of crazy stuff and they walk away, okay, you don't get to say, well, you don't love me. <laughs> no, I love me more than you. And so... Love your neighbor as yourself. So you don't get to act like that with, with me. In fact, me allowing that is actually doing you a disservice. I'm making you think that's okay. But watch this. But, but watch this. If people just will up and quit you, you know, you're like, you know, watch this. If people will believe a lie about you and not even check with you. Anybody ever had somebody believe somebody untrue about you? And then you heard, and they were like, well, that's why I didn't really talk to you for a while. And you're like, that's why you didn't talk to me? That ain't even true. But I tell you what, I don't want to talk to you no more. If you can quit me like that, I don't want you around me. Notice Judas sold out Jesus. Bishop, what are you trying to say? Is that, watch this. There are some people in your life that, watch this. If a high enough bidder comes, the right opportunity comes. Okay, all right, let's move on. Let, okay. Now, I, I want to look at Samson. Let's look at Samson. Say Samson. Because Samson, Samson picked APs and Ds. Got it? He literally had three picks, and the third pick took him out. Now, I want us to look at this tonight, and then we're going to pick some lessons out of the text, all right? Now, say Samson. Samson was born to Manoah of Zorah. That was his his bloodline. Now, Zorah there means wasps, and wasps are parasites. So Samson is in a bloodline of people that pick parasites to be around him. So watch this. He's predisposed to making bad picks in people. Watch this. The people you pick to be around, you check your bloodline, and you'll discover that everybody picks those kind of people. And remember, we're dealing with relationships in every context. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, watch this. If you, if you, if you look in your bloodline, you'll see uh, that certain, okay. Sometimes people, sometimes people, uh, I don't want, sometimes people, watch this, to feel good, they pick low. So then that way the people around them are lower than them so they can feel better about themselves. But, but everybody in the bloodline has always done that. S- Samson's in a bloodline of people that pick parasites. Are you here? 
Now, here's the danger with a parasite is that a parasite, watch this, its desire is to feed off of you. And watch this, when a parasite bites you, it normally is infecting you and injecting other parasites into you. Okay, it's quiet. In fact, if I was to teach you about a leech, the Bible says a leech, which is a parasite, uh, uh, and the Bible says uh, in Proverbs that a leech has two daughters, give me and give me some more. A leech carries bacteria, viruses, and parasites. Watch this, watch this from previous blood sources that may be retransmitted from person to person. It's a parasite. So watch this. Samson, although he's a strong, mighty, his name means mighty man of God. Although he's a mighty man of God, he picks parasites to be around him. It's quiet, church. When a leech bites, it releases an anesthetic to prevent the host from feeling the leech. Which means you don't know they're on you until they've already started taking life from you. Watch this. It takes somebody else to identify that you even have a leech on you. I came to tell somebody, you better check your... Shut your neighbor and say, check yourself tonight. You better, you better check your life tonight. There's a reason that you feel so tired. There's a reason that you don't have vision. There's a reason. Uh, watch this. Watch this. They secrete an anti-clotting enzyme uh, into the host bloodstream that messes up your blood flow and your blood won't clot. It just hemorrhages. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, this is what a leech does. A leech is a parasite. Samson now is the son of parasites. He's the son of a man who picked parasites to be around him. That's what the scripture's inferring. Are you hearing me, church? Now, now, now watch this. Here's what got me, and I read it, but I need you to hear it again. They carry bacteria, viruses, and parasites from previous blood sources, which means what they do is they go from person to 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 person. And their whole agenda. And now that they've attached themselves to you, rather than resetting, you pet the parasite. Uh, ain't nobody going to say nothing to me. Ain't nobody going to say nothing to me, huh? All right, now, 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 now that's a parasite. The Samson now is the son of a man who the scripture infers picks parasites to be around him. Say, say not you anymore. Touch that neighbor and say, not you anymore. Matter of fact, I declare that discernment is going to come upon you where you will be able to discern people and be able to discern whether or not they should be in your life or out of your life. And when that discernment comes, that the grace of God would follow you so that you can cut them if they need to be cut. In Jesus' name, if you receive that, holla, I receive that. Samson, I got to finish this. I'm out of time. Samson's name means mighty, uh, mighty or one who serves God. But now watch this. He's mighty in serving God, but he's horrible at relationships. Being good at math doesn't mean you can speak Spanish. That's why sometimes you see certain people who are very successful in certain areas of life, and then when it comes to friends and dating and this and that and all that, you're like, God, dog. You're like, you're smart as all get out, except when it comes to that. Are you here? Now, here's Samson's first bad pick. Uh, he goes against his mother and father's desire to marry a Philistine. And Philistine, watch this in Hebrew, it means to divide, to go through, to roll in, to cover, and to invade. And uh, watch this, it, it very simply means a migrant and an invader. Now, say this was his first bad pick. Here's the definition of a migrant. This is what Philistine means. Now, it goes from place to place based on seasonality. 
They go from place to place based on seasonality. Okay, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, there are some people, watch this, that they go from friendship to friendship based on seasonality. They go from bed to bed based on seasonality. They go from relationship to relationship based on seasonality. Well, watch this. It, it means wanderer. It means transient. But listen, what are you trying to say? Uh, this Philistine woman that Samson picked, remember we're talking about all relationships. In this case, it was a romantic relationship for Samson. You need to check their history for consistency. What have they done for longer than a year? It's quiet right through here. What have they done? Touch your neighbor and say, run a background check. What have they done consistently for any period of time? Because you might be dealing with a Philistine. Oh, Bishop, why is it important that I know I'm dealing with a Philistine? Because of what the second definition is. Remember, it was a migrant, but then the second one was an invader. An invader, watch this. God, talk. They attack their enemy after they enter their enemy's territory. The Philistine woman needed to get in Samson's life so then she could attack from inside his territory. There are some enemies that are out there, but there are some enemies you open the door to and say, come on in here, and the attack's coming from the inside out. But tonight, I declare that if there's Philistines in your life, they're being ejected tonight. Somebody holler tonight. Watch this. <laughs> Watch this. They, they attack the enemy after they enter, to enter their enemy's territory. Which means, watch this, what's unique about the Philistine, that catch the concept, is you have to open the door to let them in your life. And when you let them in your life, then they wreak havoc upon your life. Uh, it means burglar, thief, robber. Now, if you read the text, and we don't have time to do that, it says that God wanted to use that relationship to move against the Philistines. But Samson's mismanagement of the relationship caused it to be a distraction. Judges 14, 14. So he said to them, out of the eater came something to eat, out of the strong came something sweet. Now for three days they could not explain the riddle, but it came to pass on the seventh day. They said to Samson's wife, entice your husband. Now check this out. They said to Samson's wife. So he marries her against his mother and father's desires because he knows better because he knows everything. Because he thinks because he can do math, he can also speak Spanish. No, okay, no, some of you are like, no, that's, oh, they were speaking. No, I don't mean that literally. That's the, that's the point, church. That's the point. Okay. Just because you're good at praying doesn't mean you're good at picking. Just because you're good at worshiping doesn't mean you're good at working or whatever. Okay, now verse, now verse. But it, came, but it came to pass on the seventh day they said to Samson's wife. Who said to Samson's wife? The invaders and the migrants. Okay, because watch this. Samson knew her. He didn't know who was around her. Ah. It's quiet, church. So Samson's like, why all this hell going into my house? Because of who she's around. All right, watch this. Watch this. Uh, entice your husband and explain the real else, or else we're going to burn you and your father's house with fire. Have you invited us in order to take what's ours? Is that not so? Verse 16, then Samson's wife wept on him and said, you only hate me. You don't love me. You pose a riddle to the sons of my people, but you have not explained it to me. Now, she didn't want to know. She wanted them to know. Mm -hmm. But he was dealing with a migrant and an invader. Watch this. Watch this. Look, I have not explained it to my father or mother, so why should I tell you? He was like, I didn't tell my mom and then why I'm going to tell you. I didn't tell my daddy. Why am I going to tell you? 
Now, she wept on him seven days while the feast lasted. So for seven days, this is where the concept of nagging came from. For seven days, she was like, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. You don't love me. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. I'm going to grandma's house. Girl, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Now, just so that I'm clear, okay, because I, you know, just for all the husbands in the room. All right, now watch this. Sometimes she's nagging because you ain't gave her vision. And you call it nagging and she really just wants to know where we going. That wasn't the case here, though. That wasn't the case. She's just nagging. She's just, she's just nagging. She's just nagging. But that's because he knew what she was. Mm-hmm. Now, 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 watch this. Now, seven days. <laughs> and it happened on the seventh day that he told her because she pressed him so much. Then she explained the riddle to the sons of her people. So the men of the city and said to him on the seventh day before the sun went down, what's sweeter than honey? What's stronger than a lion? And he said to them, if you had not plowed with my heifer, you would have not solved my riddle. Now, leave the verse up. So Samson says to the dudes that were around her, you say, y'all been messing with my heifer. That's what, that's what he said. <laughs> Look what he said. He said, had you not, pl-, he said, y'all kept messing with my heifer and now you didn't solve my riddle. Are you, that's what he said. Verse 19. Then the spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily and he went down to Ascalon and killed 30 of their men. Now, now check this out. This time, hear me church. This time God bailed him out. How, Bishop? Verse 19. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily, and he went down to Ascalon and killed 30 of their men, took their apparel, gave changes of clothing to those who explained the riddle. So his anger was aroused, and he went back up to his father's house, and Samson's wife was given to his companion who had been his best man. So Samson was like, be gone. He's like, well, where am I supposed to go? He called his best man and said, go with him. So that, watch this. So that relationship was over. But he never, ever figured out what in me, Samson, decided to pick a migrant invader in the first place. Catch the point, church. What is it in us that sometimes picks A's, P's, and D's to be around us? It's quiet here. All right. Now, what well, says? Look, Judges 15:1. After a while, in the time of the wheat harvest, it happened that Samson visited his wife with a young goat, and he said, Let, now, now watch this. Now, he said, go be with my best man. Now, here's what, now what you think they was doing the whole time? Talking? <laughs> Reflecting over the holy word of God? Doing Torah portions, perhaps, as good Jews. Well, I'll say this, Judges 15.1. After a while, in the time of the wheat harvest, it came, what's the wheat harvest? I mean, money time. <laughs> you got real quiet right there. Notice how many people start the year with you when some of you get gifts from our federal government. And now look at where they're at now. I'm just saying for those who that applies to. After a while in the time of wheat harvest, I got to finish. It happened that Samson visited his wife with a young goat and he said, watch this. Let me go into my wife, into her room. Now, please understand when he says go into her, you understand, okay? Now, watch this. Watch this. But her father would not permit him to go on, go in. Watch this. Uh, God knew that if Samson did not cut off his intimacy with her, she would have destroyed him. Watch this. Because intimacy often creates interference. And watch this. It doesn't even have to be sexual. It could just be conversational. Y'all not hear what I'm saying? 
intimacy will create interference. You'll stop making good decisions because intimacy is thinking, not the word. Y'all not saying nothing, not the word. So God blocked it. God protected him. He was like, no, if you go see her, Samson, I got too much for you to do. No, you can't go see her. Have you seen her? That's the first bad pick. Say, God got him out of that one. And I'm not even going to be able to finish this. Can I give you the second one? Second bad pick, Judges 16.1. Now, Samson went to Gaza. Now, we read about this one. And he saw a harlot there. And he went into her. Now, here's how, this, here's how the Bible makes it look. Here's how the Bible makes it look. Hey, how you doing? Hey. And then all of a sudden, he wasn't a choosy lover, evidently. He was just like, come on, let's go. I don't even know. I ain't even got to love you. Matter of fact, you can close your eyes. <laughs> Judges 16, not one. He went to Gaza and saw a harlot there. Now, what is the Bible called her? A harlot. Prostitute. Her goose, totally loose. Now, I ain't beating nobody up, okay? I'm just telling you, what, I'm just, I'm trying to just dilute it for you, okay? So, so, so that you can see this. Because some of you are like, well, no, Bishop, I don't know no prostitutes. What's a prostitute? For the right amount of money, you can get what you want. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. It ain't just sexual. It's some people that for the right thing, they'll do anything. They'll betray you for the right thing. Y'all not saying nothing. It ain't just sexual. And some are worse than prostitutes. It don't cost nothing. Verse 2. And again, I'm not lim- that's not limited to because I, I, I want you to be able to apply this to your life. Now, I just I got to move. Well, I says, when the Gazites were told Samson's come here, they surrounded the place and lay in wait for him all night in the gate of the city. They were quiet all night. Now, what, what happened here? He's a mighty man. Got it? His name means mighty man. Say mighty man. Mighty man. He's a man of God, a man who serves God. His name means... He's out of position because he is now with a prostitute, which means she sees him as a client. She sees him as a trick. But, 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 and watch this. And because he's out of position, watch this, he's the judge of the land. He's on 10. But watch this, because he's had some bad experiences in the past, he starts picking from levels beneath him. Uh, I'm not helping anybody. Uh, now, watch this. So they're quiet all night, saying in the morning when it's daylight, we're going to kill him. Samson laid low till midnight. Then he arose at midnight, took hold of the doors of the gated city and two gateposts, pulled them up, bar up and all, put them on his shoulders and carried them to the top of the hill that faces Hebron. Here, say God got him out again. So, so now look at what happens. Look at how the might of this man. Samson's like, he sees what they're doing. So Samson's like, oh, y'all waiting for daylight? Okay, I tell you what, I'm going to come when you're not expecting. So at midnight, Samson does all of this, and God gets him out again. 
God kept rescuing Samson from his bad picks until Samson gets to the fatal pick when he meets a woman named Delilah. Judges 16, 4. Afterward, it happened that he loved a woman. Now, notice, verse 3. Now, what happened to her? It's quiet, church. What happened to her? She's three verses. Really one. Be careful the people you bring in your life because you're in reset. Be careful the people you bring in your life when you're in transition. Be careful the people you call when you're in pain. Be careful the people you bring close to you when you're in, in times of immense emotional turmoil. Let me prove it to you. You ever, you ever been kind of having an emoji moment and looked at your phone and was like, and you dialed a number that you already knew Oh, so the whole middle section dropped out with the, with the music. Well, come on, worship. Okay, watch this. Watch, watch this. That's what Samson did. Samson, when he was in a low moment, he's like, ah, just, you know. But here's what he didn't realize is that while he thought that it was an isolated incident, is that that relationship was setting him up to not pay attention to Delilah. He let his guard down because he dropped his standards because he was lonely. He was lonely because here he is a mighty man, yet he don't have no mighty woman. <laughs> because he thought something was wrong and missing, and it wasn't. Why? He was shalom. Nothing was missing. Nothing was broken. Nothing was lacking. All is well. People cannot complete you. At best, they can compliment to you and add to you. Friendships aren't 50-50, they're 100-100. Relationships aren't 50-50, they're 100-100. It's quiet, church. Verse Judges 16, 4. Afterward, it happened that he, I got to finish, I'm out of time, that he loved a woman in the valley. Now, watch this. It, the, the Bible's literally talking, just leave the verse up for a moment. It's literally talking about a valley, but I think that there's a greater philosophical and theological context for naming the place. The Bible didn't have to say that. It could just said that he met a woman. Why did it say where he met the woman? Because I think the Bible wanted to make us clear that he journeyed down. Even though he was on 10, he still had a valley moment. Even though he was God's man, he still had a valley moment. Even though he was shalom, he still had a valley moment. Now, here's what's significant is that he picked her while he was in a low place. And Sorek in Hebrew means choice. Which means, watch this, he chose this. He had all of the information he needed, and he still chose. Uh, have you ever had all the information that you needed, and you still made the wrong choice? Can anybody be honest? We've all done it at something. Maybe it wasn't friendships or relationships, but we all did it. But I need to announce something to you. That was then. This is now. Why? You're hitting reset. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm hitting reset. Hit reset. Hit reset. Hit reset. I need my reset button. No, no, watch this. He picked his future. When he poorly picked who he was in relationship with, and notice how quickly he moved from relationship to relationship. And when you move too fast, you'll always make bad picks in every relationship type. Doesn't the name say, slow down. How are you calling somebody your best friend and you've known them for 14 minutes?
you know, in the Hebrew culture, when you sat down and had a meal with people, it was the highest level of honor. So watch this, watch this. Be careful when you just out eating casually with folk because in the Hebrew culture, you have to work up to that. If we shared a meal, this is serious business here. This is a big deal here. Got it? Because I let you in my presence. And not just my presence, but I let you see me. I let you in my private quarters. I... Now, 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 watch this, watch this. I, I got to wrap this up. I got to wrap this up. Verse 5. Am I helping anybody? And the Lord of the Philistines, verse 5, came up to her. There they go again. What does that mean? He never learned the lesson. So what did he have to do? Repeat it. Some of the people in your life are repeat tests. Ain't nobody going to say nothing to me. Who came to her? The Philistines. They came up to her and said to her, entice him. Doesn't this sound like the thing they told the first girl? Watch this. Because Samson thought it was different. Samson thought this is new. Reset. But the problem was, is the enemy behind who wanted to take Samson out was the same. What enemy is lying beneath? The enemy was the same. The attack was the same. Well, says, some people in your life right now are the same test, same spirit, different body. Ain't nobody going to say nothing. Watch this. Entice him and find out where his great strength lies and by what means we may overpower him that we may bind him to afflict him. And every one of us uh, will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. Now, we don't know how many the lords of the Philistines were, but, you know, just figure one, 1,100 pieces of silver. She was going to come up. See, because he thought, watch this, he thought that he could change an A, a P, or a D. Not realizing she could be sold to a higher bidder. She'd betray him if the right opportunity came. Ah, my God. So Delilah said to Samson, tell me where your great strength lies. So what does that evidently imply? She agreed. She was like, 1,100 pieces per each? Can y'all put that in writing? Email it to me. You know I'm joking. There's no email. Watch this. Uh, please tell me where your great strength lies and what, may, uh, what you may be bound with to afflict you. Now, just leave that verse up. Okay, why are you asking me that? No, let's look at her question. Now, I'm going to get actually a little ticked off from her question. So Delilah says to say, her, her husband, ish, I'm going to leave that whole totally alone. Tell me where your great strength lies. Okay, now that's, you know, perhaps a fair question. Oh, you care so much about me. Oh, you want to know why I'm so strong and just got all these hallelujah. And what I can tie you up with to afflict you. Why in the world do you want to know how to tie me up so you can hurt me. Baby, don't hurt me. No more. What is love? 
don't know that one? Okay, all right. <laughs> we'll do that at the 11.15 on Sunday. Have it ready, all right. Now, now, now watch this. Watch this. She says, what can I do to tie you up so I can hurt you? At some point, you think Samson be like, Hold on now. <laughs> now, what you say? Perhaps I misread your text. <laughs> I'm going to have to call you for this one. Okay, she, she says, tell me how, I got to finish this. Tell me how I can wrap you up and hurt you. <laughs> At least he was honest about her intentions. I got to get that to her. See, some people are honest about their intentions up front. You ignore them. And some people, you never asked them their intentions, so they would have told you had you told them. I'm going to run your life through the ground. That's what I'm going to do. So you're thinking this is going to be a good friendship. This is going to be a great friendship. You know, well, we're just going to pray for one another. And all. You should have just asked them. No, nah, I just need somebody to go to eat with at the church. I just need somebody to go to eat with after, after uh, 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 something, say something, Jim. Now, why are you going to go eat after the gym? <laughs> have some water after the gym. Oh, you have a protein shake. I just need somebody to go get protein shakes with after the gym. Okay, there you go. All right, whatever. Okay, now check this out. Check this out. And Samson said to her, if they bow me, uh, uh, if they buy me. Now, now, notice this. God, dog. I, I'm out of time. I really need to stop, church. I need to stop right here. I'm really out of time. Y'all want me to finish it? Okay. And Samson said to her, if they, question, who is they? She said, tell me. He said, if they, which meant Samson knew, but he was acting like he didn't. Y'all, I'm not going to say nothing. Samson knew. Touch your neighbor and say, you already know. Say, stop acting like you don't. He already knew. There's some folk in your life, you already know disloyal. What was this? And he said, I got to finish. If they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings, not yet dried, then I shall become weak like any other man. So the lords of the Philistines brought up to her seven fresh bowstrings, not yet dried, and she bound him with them. Now men were lying in wait. In the gut, stand with her in the room. Huh. I wonder what they was doing. Huh. Mm, let me leave that alone. Stand with her. What she got, what business she got, a grown, supposed to be married, this woman, stand the night, okay, well, okay, well, with some men's. The book says men's. <laughs> Verse 9. That's what it says now. Stand with her. In the room. Now, and she said to him, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. Now, here's my question. Lead the verse up. Here's my question. If she's supposed to be with him, why didn't she be like, Samson, they in here, but I'm fighting, no. Or, Samson, get up, let's go. We got to go now. No, she says, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. Y'all got my check? <laughs> now, 
Now, you know I'm being funny when I say check because they didn't have checks in the day, but you get the point. Watch this. She says, Samson, the Philistines are upon you, uh, Samson. But he broke the bowstrings as a strand of yarn breaks when it touches fire. So the secret of his strength was yet known. Then Delilah said to Samson, look, you have mocked me and told me lies. I don't understand. Watch this because this touch your neighbor and say, this is going to get you. This is going to get all of us. Watch this. After that experience, what more evidence did he need? After this experience, what more discussion needed to be had with her? She should have been dismissed. Instead, he says, well, you know, ain't nobody perfect. Everybody makes mistakes. It's quiet, and I'm out of time. All right, ver- okay, verse 11. Okay, verse 11, real quick. Then Delilah said, come on, verse 11. So he said to her, if they bind me securely with new ropes. Now, check this out. Why does he keep doing this? Watch this. I'm going I'm to just give you the point because I may not run out there. We're not doing two CDs. We're doing one CD. I ain't doing no two CDs. Now, watch this. Why? His pride made him think that he could manage an A, P, or a D. And in friendships, relationships, pride will make us think I can manage this. I can control this. I got this under wraps. I know what they do, and I'm watching. I got both eyes open. The Bible says watch and pray. The problem is you're getting played. So he said to her, if they buy me securely with new ropes that have never been used, then I'll become weak like any other man. Where is he doing this? He already knows what's going on. Because his pride is making him think, you got this, Samson. Ain't nobody going to be able to take you. You're Samson. And pride is dangerous because pride will make you think you have control over something you have no control over. Pride will make you think you got a good plan, that your plan ain't nothing compared to what's being planned against you. But tonight, verse 12, come on, verse 12. Therefore, Delilah took new ropes and bound them with them. This time she did it and said to him, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. And here go these men's again in the room. And men were lying in wait, staying in the room. But he broke him off his arm like a thread. Next verse. Delilah said to Samson, until now you've mocked me and told me lies. Notice, when you're dealing with an A, P, or D, they'll accuse you of what they do. She says, you're lying to me. Really, girl? Really? I'm the one lying. Okay. Until now you have mocked me and told me lies. Tell me what you may be bound with. And he said to her, if you weave seven locks of my head into the web of a loom, come on, come on, come on. So he wove tightly with the batten of the loom and said to him, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he awoke from his sleep, pulled out the batten and the web from the loom. Next verse. Then she said to him, how can you say I love you? Watch what she plays on him. You remember we talking about all relationship types? I love you when your heart is not with me. Here's my question. How can she even dare to even utter the words love you when she's already been sold off? Are you hearing what I'm saying? You're dealing with an A, P, or D when they accuse you of what they do. It's called projection. Then she said to him, how can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You have mocked me these three times and not told me where your great strength lies. Notice three times. So now how many times has God gotten them out? It's been five times when you include the other two. So now between those two, these three times with Delilah, God has gotten them out five times. What ran out? Grace. My God. Five is the number of grace. It's the number of favor. What ran out? Grace. Because watch the next part. Come on, next part. 
And it came to pass, she pestered him daily with her words and pressed him so that his soul, mind, thoughts, will, and emotions was vexed to death. That he told her all his heart and said to her, no razor has ever come upon my head. For I've been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I'm shaven, then my strength will leave me and I should become weak like any other man. What ran out? Grace. It got quiet, church. It got quiet, church. What ran out? Grace ran out. Does that mean God stopped loving him? No. God just says, Samson, you're not paying attention. You're not getting it. You keep picking APDs. And your pride makes you think you can manage them. Next verse. When Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines saying, come up once more. He's told me all his heart. So the lords of the Philistines came to her and brought the money in their hand. They're like, here you go. Here's payment. Come on, verse. Then she lulled him to sleep on her knee. He got lullabied and called for a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. Then she began to torment. Watch this, church. Then she began to torment him. Watch this. But this time, Samson thought, I'll just get up like I always do. I'll bounce back like I always do. I'll come out of this like I always do. But this time, grace had ran out. And the book says his strength left him. And what does the Bible say Delilah begins to do? Torment him. You ain't strong no more. You ain't who you used to be no more. You ain't that no more. Now, the enemy has been tormenting somebody. You ain't this. This ain't going to work. You ain't going to do this. This ain't going to work. This ain't gonna... And his strength left him. Verse 20. And she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep. Now, here's the trip. If this was Bible college, I would exegete the text in a very deep way. What does that mean? I, I'd extract from the text. Go back to verse 19 real quick. Can I treat you like your Bible college for a moment? But watch this. Go back to the previous verse. Watch this. Then she lulled him to sleep on her knees. So what is he? Sleep. But what is she doing while he's asleep? Tormenting him. What does that mean? She's praying against him. He's not even woke. Okay, but I don't have time to go deeper. I don't have time to go deeper. Verse 20, verse 20. Verse 20, and she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he woke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before as other times and shake myself free. I'm good. Reset. But he reset with an APD. And we don't reset with APDs. Read this last verse together, church. One, two, ready, read. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Ooh-wee. Verse 21. Y'all wanted me to finish, right? Then the Philistines took him up. They, they plucked out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza. 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 You remember Gaza from the second one, which means all he did in life. Was going circles. He's back where he was now. Verse. 
and brought him down to Gaza. Then they brought, brought, bound him with bronze fetters, and he became a grinder in the prison. He was the mighty man, the judge of Israel. And now he's a grinder in the prison, and his eyes have been gouged out. Verse 22. However, <laughs> you wanted me to finish it, right? Here's what I love about God. Is even when it looks like you made the biggest mistake of your life, y'all don't know when to shout, Denver. Even when it looks like you made the biggest mistake of your life, there is a however. High five your neighbors say, you're in your however. You're in your however. However, his hair began to grow again. <laughs> you're not, you're, shut your neighbor say your hair is growing again. Your hair is growing. What does that mean? His strength started to come back. His passion started to come back. His, Verse 23, now the lords of the Philistines gathered together to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their God, and to rejoice and say, our God has delivered into our hands Samson, our enemy. In other words, they said, we got him. We got her. We finally got him this time. But they didn't know that Samson was back. Y'all don't know what I'm saying. Shut your neighbor. Say, I'm back on top. I'm back on top. I'm back. Uh, verse 24, when the people saw him, they praised their God and said, our God has delivered into our hands our enemy, the destroyer of our land, and the one who multiplied our dead. So what happened? When their hearts were married, they said, call for Samson so he can perform for us. Watch this. Y'all wanted me to finish, and I got to do a rush job on it. I got to do a rush job. Watch this. They said, come make him do something. For, make him dance for us. M make him show us something. Because he won't be what he was. So they called for Samson from the prison, and he performed for them. Watch this. And stationed him. Watch this, church, because I need you to see the prophetic imagery. They stationed him between the pillars. They stationed him. I need you to see the prophetic imagery. I need you to see it. They stationed him. Some of y'all still don't get it. They stationed him between they didn't know they were putting him on. What has hurt you the most this year is getting ready to help you the greatest. Somebody holler, I believe that. I Thank you for lying on me. Thank you for throwing him the towel on me. Touch your neighbor say, it's working for you, working for you, working for you. First, I got to finish this. They stationed him. What they were doing to make a mockery of him was putting him at full power, putting him at full strength. Verse 26, then Samson said to the lad who held him by the hand, let me feel the pillars which support the temple so I can lean on him. If you ever see images of this, that's how he's standing. Then Samson said to the lad, uh, the next verse, come on. Now the temple was full of men and women and the lords of the Philistine, about 3,000 men and women on the roof watching while Samson performed. Then Samson called to the Lord. He said, Lord, I done made a whole bunch of mistakes. Oh, this is going to be prophetic for somebody tonight. Who am I preaching to? But Lord, remember me. Ah, I pray. Strengthen me, I pray, 
one more time. Touch your neighbor and say, I just need one more time. Just one. I, I just need another wind to come one more time. I, I just need some more passion one more time. I, I, I. Strengthen me, I pray, just this once, oh God, that with one blow, I can take vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes. I got to rush to finish it, so notice, who's he finally dealing with? The enemy that had been the problem the whole time. Who did he start making bad decisions for? The Philistines. Who is he finally now confronting and dealing with? The Philist Let me tell you the enemies you've been dealing with this year. The stuff that's been messing with you since you were a child. The stuff that's been against you. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Just your neighbor said, you're finally dealing with the real enemy. First, and Samson took hold of the two middle pillars which supported the temple. He braced himself against him. One on his right hand, the other on his left. Then Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. Now, you ain't doing this part. Doesn't anybody say, now, that's not the part we're doing. My, this is the part we're doing. And he pushed with all of his might. He pushed through his pain, pushed through his frustration, pushed through feeling not good enough. He pushed through his issues. He pushed through his emotions. He pushed through his problems. He pushed through his money issues. He put, touch your neighbor and say, push on through it. And the temple fell on the Lord's and all the people who were in it. Look at this last part. So the dead that he killed at his death were more. Now, I want to just be clear so you don't get this twisted. Say, I'm not done yet. So this part of the verse don't apply. So here's how we're going to reverse it. In the latter part of this year, from now until December 31, verse, you're going to do more. You better hear me. I speak it into your life. You're going to accomplish more between now and the end of this calendar year than you have the entire rest of your life. I speak it into your life tonight. Productivity, progress. You're accomplishing more from now until December 31st than you've ever done in your whole life. So the dead he killed. We're going to reverse it. At the end of the year, well, more than he killed. The rest of the year. You here? <laughs> Say, I'm on 10. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for giving us the joy. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.